Welcome to the Mountain Cash Podcast. I'm your host, Alicia Delorme. Wow, it's been a wild couple of weeks for me, but here we are, episode three. Again, I just want to give everybody who's listened to the first two episodes a very, very big thank you from the very bottom of my heart. It means so much to me to hear that people liked the episodes and what I've been doing. So moving on to the history corner... Unfortunately, I did not get the chance to go to the library this week to look at the old mountaineers, so I don't have very much for this section, but I promise next week's episode is going to be chock full of fun things. Trail Highlight The Sulphur Rim Trail is a 7.4 kilometer loop trail that is considered an easy trail and can be completed in about 2.2 hours. I did this hike last year with my partner, and man, was it ever fun. There are amazing views. Be careful as this is an OHV trail that is frequented. It is also a bit of a busy trail during the summertime. Um, Be bear aware in this area. The last time I was there, we did see signs of a bear in the area. Uh, Bring a lunch as well at about the 3.5 kilometer mark. There's a picnic bench. Um, There's picnic benches overlooking the valley. The trail can be fairly rutted and puddly, so make sure to be careful of that, especially after it rains. Information about this trail can be found online, or you can go to the tourism center and ask questions. Uh, My guest this week is Lauren Moberly, and here's that interview. So, uh, can you please... Tell me your name and what you do. Uh, sure. My name is Lauren Moberly, and I live in Grand Cache Lake, but I am an owner, business owner of Fallen Mountain. Yeah, that's awesome. How long have you lived here? I have lived here my whole life. I was born in Hinton in 1992, but I've lived here my whole life. But I think, you know, like the Moberly family has lived here for a really long time, yeah. especially since before Green Cash was formed. Yeah. And a lot of the indigenous families have lived here for a quite a few centuries now. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's part of my family, too. Yeah. So, you know, I've lived here my whole life. I was actually born here, though. Really? Yeah. I was one of the last babies born in Grand Cash. Um, one of the last planned babies. Yeah. There have been other babies that have been born, but I was one of the last planned babies to be born here. Um, what's your favorite spot in town? Like, it could be like a, like a favorite coffee shop or a favorite store or 
business or um, just even just like not in town, but like surrounding areas, just like a favorite place to be? Uh, my favorite place to be is probably, honestly, at my home in Grand Cache Lake. And plus being at Grand Cache Lake, like we live just a few minutes away from the big lake. Yeah. And it's always really nice to just going there with my kids and me. Um, but I mean, in town, I really just have been loving the, like all the small businesses that have been opening stores. Yeah. I really, really enjoy that and love seeing that and supporting them. Yeah. Yeah. I, I really love... Um, like all of the support that all of these small businesses are getting. And I think it's absolutely amazing. Um, What's your favorite thing about living in Grand Cash? Um, Just the landscape, I think, honestly. And yeah, just seeing these beautiful mountains and all the amazing things that like the Grand Cash area has to offer, as well as the history, though. I've been really getting into, you know, deep diving a lot about my family and my ancestry and like a lot of the history around Grand Cache yeah. and the Jasper area as well. So I, I don't know, just really enjoying the landscape yeah. and just I've the been, mountains. I've like, been doing something similar. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, with this podcast, I've been trying to get like more of information about like the 69ers that have been here for forever and like um, our family side of things and yeah. um, just, just, in general, just things about the town. Yeah. Um, it's super interesting. I mean, Grand Cash and, like, all the families have uh, so much, like, stories and such a unique history. Yeah, like, I, like you wouldn't think so just by, like, how young the town is. Right. But it has so much history to it. Yeah, and I know the town was formed in 1969, wasn't 1969, it? 1969, right? yeah. Yeah, and, like, there's well, so much the that town, happened. the town was proposed in 1969, but it actually... Um, started building more infrastructure in 1971, I think. Uh, so it's, like, really young. Yeah. Like, young I mean, my dad was a baby when the town was, like, basically new. Yeah. Yeah. Or, like, something like that, right? Right. It's, it's crazy to think that, like, there's people that live here that have been here since the town was built. Literally. Since, since the town was, like, literally built. Yeah. Like, I was talking to uh, Ken Fate, and he said he lived in one of the first houses. Really? Yeah. It's one of the one of the first houses. Yeah, that that's amazing. Here. Like, see, just stories like that, it makes Grand Cash completely different than other places, yeah. and I love that. Yeah, and, then, like, I'm definitely gonna try to, like, talk to my Auntie Mary, and, like... Yeah, she knows a lot. Yeah, she, she knows a lot. Um, but I have to wait um, to like be able to go up there and like talk to her and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, just because like, uh, last time I went up there, there was like, uh, um, they, they were quarantined right. a little yeah. bit. So like you couldn't go in there. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, well I'll wait that out. <laughs> yeah. Um, Mary's definitely worth the wait though. She knows oh, so much knowledge. Amazing. I love yeah. my auntie Mary. She's so great. Yeah. Um, what's your favorite mountain? Do you have a favorite mountain? No, because I love them all. But, I mean, everyone says that. But I think, like, I live right at the base of Flood Mountain. And so we often go up Flood for, like, we pick our medicines there. Or else we just go up there for a drive or a hike. So I really like Flood. But, I mean, I really, I think my favorite, I've climbed Stern. Yeah. And I've been up to Lightning Ridge. And that is my favorite. Especially when you're, you know, like, away from Grand Cache and you're coming back into town. That's kind of, like, the first mountain, like, that you see. And you're like, I'm home. Yeah, exactly. Like, man, when I lived in the city, it was always just, like, so flat there. And coming home and just, like, breathing the mountain air, it was just, like, 
oh, now I can relax. Yeah, exactly. Like, when I was younger, I really didn't appreciate this place because I always wanted to go to a city. I, yeah, I always wanted to get out. And then, like, coming back here, you appreciate it so much more. So much more. Like, I don't even want to go to cities anymore because yeah. I just appreciate this place and I love I love everything about it. But, yeah, when I was younger, I did not appreciate it. I yeah. wanted to go to a city because I thought, you know, in the city, it's so exciting and there's so much to do. Yeah. But when you come here, it's just peaceful. It's peaceful. It's yeah. definitely a lot easier to live here. Um, I mean, going to the city, yeah, there's lots to do. But, like, you need that community. And, yeah. like, you don't get that in the city. Not really, no. It's very isolating even though you're surrounded by people. Yeah. And, like... um, Cities are, like, necessary, unfortunately, if you want to get specialized stuff or want to do something specific like concerts or anything, because I don't see, like, Luke Combs coming here anytime <laughs> soon. Right. Yeah. Yeah, usually when I go to a city in Edmonton, it's always this for concerts or, like, work, and then I'm right back home. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm going up there hopefully soon. So what's it like living here uh, from your perspective? Like, what was it like growing up here? What What's it like raising kids here? Um, like, from your perspective, what's it like? Um, just growing up here, it's been really good, actually. <laughs> Amazing. Like, I had a great childhood. Um, like, I, I don't live in Grand Cash. I live on one of the seven communities, out, like, surrounding Grand Cash. Yeah. So I grew up in a community called Sousa Creek, but currently with my husband and my kids, I live in Grand Cache Lake, yeah. which is like three minutes away from each other. But, you know, growing up on those communities, what I found is like everyone was, I know it was very, like you have neighbors, but they're all family. And, but it was yeah. always a very tight knit community, very close yeah. and being surrounded literally in the mountains. Yeah. Like, I remember cause I grew up on one of the uh, communities too. Um, I grew up in Victor Lake and it's just like, you just go over to people's houses. You don't even knock or anything. You just walk in and then, yeah. you know, you're always getting fed or you're always like, Oh, come and have a cup of tea. Yeah, <laughs> like, and like just hanging out with family. Yeah. And having family always around you has yeah. been nice. But I mean, even in Grand Cash, like I went to school in Grand Cash. I attended um, Sheldon Coates and Summit View and the high school. Mm-hmm. And my kids are doing the same. And I feel like just, you know, raising them here, it's, it's really safe and yeah. easy. And I'm able to really immerse them in the history of yeah. the play of Grand Cash and the communities and... I don't know. I think it's just really good. It's yeah. Very positive. I uh, I went to Sousa Creek School um, from K to 8 to and then go to the high school from there. Um, I had a little bit of a different experience. Um, but, I mean, it was nice because, like, you learned so much. Like, with Sousa Creek School, I found that they did a lot of, uh, like, teachings, like um, – like traditional teachings like mm-hmm. i know we got to go see um mc do a, a a hide yeah make a hide yeah and i was just like i mean i was like because i like i'm such a germaphobe but yeah. like it was really good for the soul to go right and like watch something that you know your ancestors did for thousands of years yeah and like have that knowledge passed down to you is just like amazing and through school and through school yeah yeah. because definitely i didn't learn any of that i learned that at home but when i'd come to school i was not learning anything about my own culture yeah yeah i uh unfortunately um like i took cree 
from like kindergarten to grade eight. Do you think I could remember any of it now? Yeah. Nope. Yeah. Um, and it's something that I wish I'd stuck with. Um, I definitely did take a couple of, uh, they're called native studies courses mm-hmm. in, um, university, uh, through the transition year program, which is for Aboriginal students. Okay. And, uh, like they're transitioning from high school to like smaller places to the city in U of, at the U of A. Okay. So it was, it was, I, I don't think I would have made it through my first year if I didn't have that. Cause really? it was like, it, it built a little community right. of its own. Um, and I, I definitely got to look at a lot of the history story, like stories, like, yeah. uh, the Raven and, uh, like all of those kind of things. Right. Um, and like how the Raven got its feathers today. And like, that's always my favorite story, Yeah. but like turtle Island and all that stuff. And we had so many great presenters like, um, uh, what's his name? King. Uh, he's a, he's an Aboriginal writer. Okay. Uh, Thomas King. Okay. Yeah. He's, he's amazing. He wrote, um, an inconvenient Indian. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. He's the author of that. Yeah. Oh, okay. I've heard about that book. Yeah. It's, okay. it's pretty, it's pretty good. I had to do it for a class. Yeah. Um, a few of my friends actually read that book too. Yeah, it's yeah. it's actually really really good. Um, he he's amazing with his words, and like I've got, uh, I've like seen presentations by him. Yeah, and it's just like amazing. It just oh man, and I just really love the community here. Yeah, like I love being able to go visit my auntie Mary and have her be like, oh come here, have some tea, let's talk about, it. and she'll just talk for hours, and it's just it. It's so good for your soul. It really is. Yeah, it definitely is. So uh, what inspired you to start Fallen Mountain Soap? Uh, my sister. My sister Connie actually inspired me because for a long time I have three young kids. So I was a stay-at-home mom for mm-hmm. a long time. But that got really, I don't know, like I knew I wanted to do something for myself. And I knew I wanted to work for myself. Yeah. But I knew like I had to in- be able to include my kids and my family and I didn't really know what that was. I tried a few things. Like I tried, um, like selling my drawings for a little bit and making uh, small jewelry, but that wasn't really taking off. And it wasn't really like something I knew I wanted to really do. Yeah. So then my sister Connie one day she showed me a soap making video, and then yeah. from there, like she actually knew how to make soap, and oh. so she was able to teach me how to make soap her way, but the way that I know she taught me, I wanted to infuse. Um, like local medicinal ingredients that I yeah. grew up learning about yeah. into the soap, which I did. And then that's kind of what started Fallen Mountain. I oh. started it in 2019. Okay, so it's fairly new. Newish. Newish. Yeah, it's growing. Um, this year, it's definitely been our biggest year. Like, growth sales have been through the roof. But yeah, really, what got me just inspired was my sister and just knowing I wanted to do something for myself and my family and that involved my culture. Yeah. 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 I, uh, I, I, with my journals, the similar thing is I just saw a video on YouTube and I was like, I can do that. Yeah. <laughs> Why not? Uh, what inspires some of your creations as well? Um, this is the history, like my mm-hmm. family's history, our family's history, but also the landscape. 
you know, there's so much history in a lot of these landmarks, like even the rivers, the mountains. And so what I'm really trying to do is through my products, um, like bring the mountains to my customers. Yeah. Yeah. The magic and of the like, mountains. I, I own a couple of your soaps. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I've gotten them from get for gifts from, um, AWN. Yeah. And like, I love them so much. Um, I think there was one that I couldn't use because it had, uh, something I'm allergic to aloe vera. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, dang it. Darn it. <laughs> yeah. Um, What's your favorite product or soap that you've made thus far? Um, I think my favorite soap thus far, I've had like a lot of mistakes. It's been a very constant battle of making sure my recipe is right and getting the batches consistent and having enough time for them to cure. But my favorite is probably, I made it last year, but it's Wild Rose. I actually picked them, like we harvested the rose petals, me and my family and my niece, and but we were able to um like I was able to make ro- rose oil out of it oh, and so, so instead awesome. of adding smells or anything I just added rose and it smelled amazing oh. and it really turned out great like great for your skin all natural so that was definitely my favorite because before then I was really having a lot of lousy luck with my soap batches like they wouldn't set or something would go wrong with the recipe so when I was able to get the wild rose batches like Saponified. It's a trial and error. Yeah, exactly. But that was definitely my favorite product, I think. Just my wild yeah. rose soap bars. Um, I started making a jewelry line. Yeah, I I was I remember you uh, last year showed me the little stud earrings that you made with the gravel from Grand Cache Lake. And I was yeah. like, that's so freaking cool. Yeah, I know. So I've, I've finally got a good, I know, like I worked hard on them. Yeah. Um, but I have quite a bit. A crud, I'm like rambling now, but no, it's all good. Um, how do I word this? Like, I've improved on my yeah, like um, on my jewelry making, yeah. and I know what I'm doing now. Because before that was a struggle. I was like, I don't know what I'm doing really. I'm just putting pieces together. But now I have like the proper like you jewelry. have a streamlined system. Yeah, yeah, and I'm using a lot of you know just rocks from Smoky and Grand Cash Lake. That's awesome. Yeah, that's that's like super cool. And I, if I could wear earrings, I would totally buy them. Yeah, uh, but I don't have my ears pierced. You need to get them pierced. <laughs> I do, but I'm also like allergic to a lot of metals. Yeah. So I have to get like surgical steel and stuff, and they're expensive when you get them pierced. Right. So, um, what has been your favorite experience that this business has allowed you to have? I think um, I meet quite a few people now, and that's not something I um, was used to before. Mm-hmm. Um, like with the growth of Fall of Mountain, obviously that presents a lot more opportunities yeah. for me and a lot more places to go. But I think really just finding this sense of community again within the small like entrepreneur uh, like community and yeah. just going to all these markets and meeting new vendors and supporting them and them supporting me. And a lot of it is just about like just connection really yeah and meeting I know people. you've gone on a couple of really cool like experiences lately with like uh, um going to like the River Cree uh, market yeah and um I saw that you were at a symposium or something like that recently symposium or like a presentation 
thing. It was on your Instagram. Oh, probably. I don't remember what it was called. Oh, I was at the Jasper Indigenous Forum. Yeah, that that's yes. what it was. Yeah, that and was, I was super like, that's interesting. super cool. It is, and I really hope that more people from the Grand Cache area get involved with it. Well, Indigenous people, because a lot of it has to just do with the history of the park and our connection to it. Yeah. Yeah, but that was super interesting. That was my first time there. So I was able to meet quite a few of the parks partners and other Indigenous communities who have lived in the Jasper area. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, I don't know. It was really, really interesting being there. Yeah, I bet it was. It sounds like a freaking amazing time. Yeah, it was. It was really interesting. And um, yeah, me and Stuart McDonald from Asinawichiwinwak, we went there just... It was our both of our first times there, and a lot of people that were there is their first time too. So, just meeting with Parks Canada and just seeing what they're doing within the park, and yeah, that was really cool. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, do you have a favorite trail or a favorite hiking destination? I'm not, to be honest, I'm not super familiar with the hiking trails because I think you know, just growing up on the community, we kind of just go anywhere. You just go. Yeah, just, just go like, anywhere. Be back before sunset. Just go. Yeah. Basically, <laughs> look um, out for bears. <laughs> yeah, look out for bears. But yeah, um, I think just yeah, just finding a like. There's so many spots, honestly. Yeah, here, right? it's so hard to just narrow it down. I uh, haven't been to Muskeg Falls yet, but that's one that we're going to tackle this summer. Yeah. Uh, sorry for anybody listening, but Bowser's just scratching himself. Um, we went to Twin Falls last year, and that was awesome. Yeah, that and, was beautiful. Oh, man. It, and it's such an easy hike. Like, so easy. Yeah. And it, it is not even, like, half an hour, maybe max. Max, I'd say. Yeah. But when you're there, it's so worth it. Yeah, it's so worth it, and it's so cool down there. And like, it's like all rocks. Yeah, yeah. and mm-hmm. it's and like you can go up to the second part of yep. the falls and just like chill and just look down. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Try not to fall. But um, no, it's super beautiful there. I had to go that way when I went to Kavas. Yeah, we hike Kavas. So Eaton that. Falls was also there too. Yeah. Oh uh, well, uh, uh, if you're going out to Kavas, it'd be Eaton Falls because Twin Falls is at the base of Hamel. Right over there. Yeah. It's past, closer to the mine. Um, so where can we find you online slash social media? Um, you can find me on fallenmountain.com. It has all of our products. I update it all the time. And that's where you can find everything available. Um, but my Facebook and um, Instagram are just Fallen Mountain Soap. And same with TikTok, Fallen Mountain awesome. Soap. Yeah, I like, man, I love the aesthetic of all of your posts. Like, I'm like constantly like i'll see a new post i'm like oh my god that's such a good picture it's like you take really good product pictures thank you i had a lot of mentors along the way that's one thing like since starting my business i've been so fortunate to work with like awn and indigenous tourism of alberta to name a few but along the way like they have given me amazing mentors and i've just learned and learned and absorbed and this this business life because I had no experience in business before this oh, yeah, kind of like no. something I was like let's just make soap and let's see what happens. But with when you're selling a product, obviously there's a lot of things that go with that. Yeah, you have to learn how to manage and your social pre- socials presence is really tough. Yeah. Um, I was working on being a social media coordinator for a while. And like it's it's a dedication. It really is. It is dedication, and you have to have like constantly new content coming out. Yeah, all the it's, time. It's a lot to deal with. Um, I know that doing my art and stuff. It's like I don't post 
pictures and stuff most of the time because it's just like I always forget I always people are like oh did you finish that thing and I'm like oh yeah they're like why didn't you send me a picture and I'm like "Eh, oops (laughs) I do that sometimes too yeah um so thank you so much for agreeing to interview with me um I really really appreciate all your insights and um your time obviously um thank you for making the time to come to my little bubble um (laughs) of course it's been a pleasure yeah june 10th is grand cash community garage sale day clear out your clutter and find some new treasures the co-ops and enterprises will be setting up tables in the legion and many more on their lawn or in their garage rain or shine we'll spend our dimes I want to give a very big shout out to the graduating class of 2023. I have a few grads this year that are near and dear to my heart, and I hope that this next chapter in your life is just as amazing as all of you are. I'm going to give a word of caution to those that hike. Be bear aware. Bears are out and about and are likely to be seen around town and the surrounding trails. So bring a bear bell or, you know, just be careful. Thank you for listening to the Mountain Cash Podcast. Do you want to be a guest? Know someone you think would be a good guest or someone that you would love to hear from? Let me know. Have a special message for someone you think that is listening, such as a happy birthday or a birth announcement? I can also do those. Just message me. You can reach the podcast via email at mountaincashpodcast at gmail.com or send me a Facebook message. Follow us on Facebook or Instagram to keep up with the newest episode release dates, guests, and events. Thank you for listening. I'll see you next week.